very welcome back to Soccer Cards United on episode 157 of the greatest soccer card podcast in the world. Uh, coming at you today from the Basque country in northern Spain in the beautiful seaside city of San Sebastian. My name is Jason, that's Enzo. Hi Enzo. Hello Jason. Enzo, just out this window, which the YouTube viewers can see, but the audio viewers can just, ima- just, or, can just imagine, um, is uh, a street in San Sebastian. Hotel Cordina across the road, not quite our hotel. <laughs> No, our hotel is not the Hotel Cordina, but it's across the road, so you can triangulate our hotel. Ours is nicer, yeah. Yeah, check, check, check the star rating, ours is better, Jason. Um, so, we are in San Sebastian yes. because we're here for an event hosted by Tops Spain. Look at that, look at your bra. I brought some props. I, I have some props. I also assume we might need it, although I don't think we will. Uh, a Tops X. Real Sociedad San Sebastian event invitation that we got inside of a Real Sociedad Chrome box back from 2021. Yeah, so I was wondering earlier if we could find the the Instagram post where it's you in the jersey. Oh, me in the jersey. Um, Because... The initial post. No, 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 but when we got this... That was a long time ago. It was a long, long time ago, and I remember it was... um, Peak COVID. Peak COVID... We were in, maybe after a garden recording, we opened the box or something? Yeah, it was in the garden. I know that much. Um, let me see here. And it was maybe 2020 when this... When this and it, people were talking about, is this ever going to happen? Is this Tops event going to go on? And sure enough, eventually it did. Um, and we're here it. now. You found it. That was yeah. so quick. 19th of July, 2021. Okay, so nearly a full two years ago. So I'll try to give this to the, to the people that right yeah um, so that's a full two uh year and nine months ago or something like that yeah so we're pushing on two years people um incredible and now we're finally here we're in san sebastian we arrived uh via bilbao yeah this afternoon it was a great trip lovely trip lovely trip lovely weather when we um here. courtesy of Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus. uh the chosen the chosen the chosen airline, airline of soccer cards united when we have a choice when we have a choice We'll take it. Yeah, and, and you know, all of our potential sponsors on the show are not hobby sponsors. Yeah, and no one will sponsor us. So. But if Aer Lingus wanted to sponsor us, because we're flying around to all these card shows. Oh, and it's only luxury with Aer Lingus. And it's just brilliant. It's unbelievable. So if Aer Lingus wanted to sponsor us, we wouldn't be opposed to that. Reach out, reach out Aer Lingus. Imagine also, you turn on Soccer Cards United, we're wearing like Aer Lingus like jackets or something, you know, like little imagine. jumpers or something, I don't know. Imagine. Maybe we get to go in the cockpit and say hello to the pilot. <laughs> From that very box, Jason, the yeah. real that Chrome box, before I left the house, I grabbed one of the base cards. Because, again, that, that was a classic Chrome setup with 20 on-card autographs and 20 normal base cards mm. that had uh, that were numbered. This is, again, this is a refractor. I picked up, Jason, a David Silva refractor. And we're hoping. We're just going to be a meet and greet with some of the players, some club legends. So we're hoping. We think. We, we're we'll get back to you on Thursday as to what yeah, actually happened. That might happen. We'll let you know. Yeah. That's supposedly. According to the, the event invitation, yeah. that's what's yeah. going to happen. But we haven't heard too much about it. Um, I'm hoping to get this hand signed by David Silva now we did actually get a hand signed one in that box from David Silva we sold that because we're, we're sharks mm. fundamentally um, Alexander Isaac again not at the club anymore someone we were really excited about yeah uh, ripping it up at Newcastle sold his auto as well so it's fine um, we're really hoping to, to catch maybe Kubo or maybe maybe David Silva David Silva or I take Alexander Sorloth you take anyone when you, you order anyone. when you order Erling Haaland off wish Hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't. Maybe he thinks, who's the, who's the list to get? Maybe Alexander Soros is an incredibly diligent young man and he says, who's the list to get? Soccer's United, what are they? 
Let me investigate. Let me investigate, and then he comes on and he hears when you order early Haaland off wish. Maybe it's a compliment. Maybe to be compared. Maybe that's a bigger insult. Maybe to be compared to someone that he probably played two years ahead of in all the Norwegian youth oh, setups. Well, well, so, so we pulled up here at San Sebastian. We made our way to our hotel. Uh, we planned to do the podcast. We said we'll do it later on. First, we'll go out for a bit of lunch. Late yeah. lunch, late lunch. Really dinner time, but we went for lunch. Dinner time for us being, being in Irish, from Dublin. Being Irish. But, but in Spain here, it's... It's Mediterranean the middle of the night. On. So we got some nice fried food, some beers. Yeah, and uh, that was good. Enjoyed the sun. Enjoyed the sun. It's right... The whole city is centred around a beach. Yeah, yeah. And a harbour. And so we are m- mere moments from the beach. We're living it up. Is there going to be a vlog of this event, Jason? Of sorts? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Wow. I mean, I thought the fact that we were podcasting... Is enough twice from San Sebastian. Twice, oh my god! Because we're gonna we're gonna give you the report here on Monday or on Thursday before we fly out. Well, but you know we can talk about what what, what kind of content lies ahead. We'll get into it. Um, I have a I have got a now as you know usually I'm sharing screens I'm doing all sorts oh, of stuff. We're limited here. Today we're limited here. I'm surprised that my computer is doing any of this. Yeah, well you got the you got the old MacBook Pro there. Yeah. Um, this is the first time it's been pushed to any sorts of limits. Hmm. That's good. It's, it's performing well so far. Um, we hope. Let's see here if I can find my running order. The main thing I want to talk about today is uh, the Netflix show King of Collectibles, The Gold. The reviews Touch. are in. In fact, when we say the reviews, we mean our reviews. Our reviews are in. We have both uh, seen all six episodes we of King of Collectibles, it. The Golden we Touch. We seen it. We binged it. Yeah. We know everything. We know what it's all about. And. Um, do you want to give your first reaction, or do you want to? I have what I have. What I've done is, I've gone to the outside media, outside of the hobby, uh-huh. and I've collected some feedback from the outside world. I'm interested in that feedback before I give mine. So we could start with that, and then because it's all very well and good, people would have seen people talking about can collectibles on hobby Twitter, on hobby Instagram, everywhere. Yes. You know, in uh, in the recent days. In recent days and days, weeks, whatever you want to call it. It's often more interesting to me what people from outside the niche think than people mm. within the. Let's see here. This is from Decider.com I'm going to read now. Okay. Here's the uh, headline. This is from a, a, a recurring segment on Decider.com called Stream It or Skip It. Stream It or Skip It. Okay. King of Collectibles, The Golden Touch on Netflix, where Ken Golden and his crew auction memorabilia for millions of dollars. Shows like Pawn Stars or Antiques Roadshow, where people take things they find in their homes and try to find out they have any value, are way different from shows like King of Collectibles. In this new Netflix series, people who collect rare memorabilia employ Ken Golden's company to auction off their items for thousands and sometimes millions of dollars. Opening shot, a group of black SUVs pull up to a nondescript office building in Runnymede, New Jersey. The gist? The employees of Golden, the big collectible auction house, watch as a spectacle as big guards protect someone carrying a hard case as if it was a nuclear football. They go into the office of the company's founder and chairman, Ken Golden, who opens it and looks. It's the contract that the Red Sox signed to, signed to sell Babe Ruth to the Yankees in 1920. So on and so forth. Da, 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 da. What will the show remind you of? King of Collectibles reminds us of Pawn Stars, but with a lot higher stakes. And now here's Decider's take, right? King of Collectibles, The Golden Touch, doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is. A semi-scripted, overly dramatic, testosterone-filled show about wish fulfillment. Because the show is so, so unapologetically douchey, it's actually quite entertaining. 
How can we call a show where the extraordinarily wealthy Ken Golden gets on a private jet to fly to Toronto to open a pack of cards with Drake? Anything but douchey. The two of them act like giddy rich kids as they open these packs. They don't find a triple Logoman card, but they find other valuable cards that basically mean that both Drake and Golden will rake in even more cash. In most episodes, Golden and his staff will rub elbows with a celebrity, Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, Logan Paul, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, who is one of the show's executive producers. In almost every case where someone from the staff is scouting a collection, the person looking to sell is living in a huge house in a wealthy neighbourhood. It makes sense, right? How would a guy who not only had one of the first working Apple One computers in existence, plus every other Apple computer made from the company's start to the mid-2000s be able to acquire all stuff like this? It's great to see the collections like that, but I hope we get to see more of what we saw in the second episode where a young dude comes in with his mom, hoping to get a life-changing money for a Steph Curry rookie card. Um, and then the parting shot, and... Sleeper star. We're lobbying for the Davises to have their own show. Robbie Jr., Robbie mm. Sr. Me too. Yes. They're funny as hell and have that father-son <clears throat> chemistry you can't replicate. Odd thing to say when Ken Golden's own daughter is in the <coughs> show. Um, <coughs> most piloty line. We don't like the trend of Netflix reality shows doing cliffhangers to get someone to click to the next episode. The cliffhangers are particularly egregious in this show. So that's what the cider thinks. Particularly egregious? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a cliffhanger, I don't think. Well, but... Decider say, our call, stream it. It's not exactly working class TV, but it's fun to watch us with the sheer audacity of some of the collections that Golden and his crew auction off. I think, yeah, it's unapologetic. I agree with that. It's overproduced, but it, they're not trying to act like it's not overproduced. Yeah. It, it is fully everything that it is. It's transparently what it is. Yeah, and it's not, it's not trying to... Put the wool over your eyes. Yeah. No one is playing like... They don't, like, even when they go to the guy's, uh, uh, Tannenbaum, is that his name? The guy, the Puerto Rican, uh, uh, convenience store mogul. I don't know. I think it's Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. Anyway, when they go to his compound in Puerto yeah. Rico, um, they don't say, they don't attempt to justify how he has all this money. Yeah. They don't say, you know, this guy won it fair and square or anything like that. They're no. just like, he's rich. He lives in Puerto it. Rico, deal with it. I hate the point where he's like, you brought your daughter, family means a lot to you, That that's a big deal for me. Yeah. Because like, it's all scripted, it's like, what's that? What's American values, buddy? Uh-huh. <laughs> Put them straight down our throat. Stars and stripes all the way. Um, and there's also a couple of reviews from IMDB, user reviews on IMDB. Mm. So if you're a member of IMDB, you get to leave user reviews. And I, I would like to... After we read these, I want to know, do you think there's anyone from the production that snuck a review in? All right. This is from September42184 on imdb.com. Six out of ten stars. Say September. That's the username. Oh. Six out of ten stars, a lot of hype. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. So that's three out of five using the five-star rating. Let's get real. September's coming in hot. Let's get real. $20 $20 million deals aren't randomly made on the fly in front of a camera crew, nor do global sports celebrities just spontaneously decide to show up at a local memorabilia shop. All of this is pre-planned and already canned. The show is exactly like Golden and his team. They thrive on hype and flash. Ken Golden says it in his first episode. I thrive on ego, competition and money. As a premise for a show, that well ain't deep. The attempt to make for the, up for the lack of depth with fake drama and manufactured tension doesn't land well here. It comes off as a rip-off of all other reality shows about their collectors and vintage items. To be fair, I am not interested in sports memorabilia, and I am not impressed by celebrities for celebrity's sake. So I am... 
So why bother writing the review in that yeah. case? Why would you watch it? Yeah, so I, from my perspective, a bit, bit biased. The subject of the show is pretty interesting. I am a collector, and I understand the thrill of the hunt and how exciting it can be to snag an amazing item. However, the amount of hype, noise, and quick cuts they use to fill in the blanks don't add anything interesting. They actually distract from what interesting stories are of themselves. If you have a big interest in sports memorabilia, you might like this more than I did. It's entertaining to a degree. It just gets old being expected to buy into what is clearly made-up drama over and over and over again. He says I like just five seasons of it. Yeah, it's just six episodes. Six very short episodes. Half an hour each. Yeah, three hours of viewing. Yeah. Um, I kind of yeah, there was a lot of fast pacedness, a lot of cutscenes, cuts, 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 cuts. But like I thought, yeah. episode one that was good because like you knew nothing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight in. It's, obviously, it's a very, it's very staged. Yeah, it's supposed to be though. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the show is in their Sunday best. Oh, they look great. You know, like, it's odd. I just, I, I thought to myself watching it, I was like, what <clears throat> does Ken want me to think about this? Or is he just happy that we're talking about Manolo? That's, it's more so just elevates gold. Yeah. But I do think, like, a series like this could be done on, like, I think the hobby is interesting enough that a series could be done on it without the dramaticness. Yeah, it would just be much slower. Yeah. Which, in fairness, probably wouldn't capture a, a, a wider audience. Yeah. Who knows? Not us. Um, oh, there's sp spoilers here. Don't spoil it. I won't spoil it. I'll just give you this one. This is from Blazers, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? It's really good, but... <laughs> but... That's nine, 9 out of 10. <laughs> you lost one point on the following day. <laughs> it's really good. A lot of information for sports and other collectors. It fits them all the shows like American Pickers, Pawn Stars, and many others. But just like the others above, it is not as authentic as it seems. Mm -hmm. Giving Drake a Fleer pack that pulls a Jordan rookie card, visiting certain people and getting that awe factor is made for TV. But I wouldn't knock them for it. Still a great watch. Just take it as it is. I won't lie, I binged them all, which is another reason to like this, because it means who wants to wait on another episode to watch. If you like this, watch the Netflix series The Toys That Made Us, another cool informational series. The only thing is with the, the Drake one, I'm pretty sure they literally live-streamed it. That was live at the time. Yeah, that was live at yeah. the time. So, like... They genuinely did open that box and he, he eventually got that card. We have kind of, over the years on this show, built up Ken Golden. To be a caricature. To be a caricature of himself. And I thought he's so far beyond even what we... Thought. Yeah. Yeah. You may you may think you can make... He is unparodiable. I, the way we kind of envision him is actually below where he is. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. We have... Like, in, Compared to the real Ken Golden, our version of Ken Golden is a very low-key, chill dude. Ken is larger than life. He's larger than life. It's true. And I mean, like, in terms of my favourite parts of the series, mm. the Robbies, as I say, particularly Robbie Sr. 10 out of 10, Robbie Sr., come on. I love Robbie Sr., come get on. that man his own show. Ric Flair coming in crazy and that oh. thing put out was oh nuts. Oh my God. It was nuts. Ric Flair comes in, he does the woo. Does the woo. He says, is that all I get? Oh, then it makes him do one. the first time he said that in his life. Yeah. Does one more woo, and then does one more other woo. But it was like as if they kept wooing, and the camp and the editing crew saying, had to pick the best woo. The best woo. Can we get five woos? Just for um. I'll pick the best one. So there was that. There was Mike Tyson coming in. Um, hot. Coming in hot. I went down to to see. Uh, Maybe it was Tobenfeld, not Tannenbaum. Do you think it was Jim Tobenfeld? Just say it's it's the man in Puerto Rico. It's the man in Puerto Rico who has this crazy collection. Crazy self. And he makes Ken do a big deal with him. 
he puts Ken on the ropes. Um, Ken says at one point during that, I'm not going to give away what happens during the negotiation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Ken says at one point, he knows I flew down here on a private jet, so he knows he has leverage. And I didn't quite under, I didn't quite get what, the, what he meant. Did you? Did you no. No, not really. I think it costs like 50 grand just to do one trip in a private jet. So he's saying... Like the fuel, you have to pay for everything. Yeah. So no, saying, I, like, I knew that. I'm I, I got actually that. down bad. Yeah. He well, knows if I have to leave here on a private jet, I've spent 100 grand and I got nothing. Yeah, I, I kind of... I did get that, but I just thought that was a, like a weird, real moment from Ken. That was the bit of honesty slipped through the... Yeah, like... <laughs> he was like, actually, I mean... He's know. like, to me... Because, I, you know, at various points, he's talking about the private jet. They're filming the one private jet from all the different oh. angles. That has got a lot of airtime on that part. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that might be up for sale. <laughs> That's an old abandoned <coughs> private jet. Um, and they're like, and he, you know, and so I think we're supposed to think that to go on a private jet to Ken is, you know, ain't nothing but a thing. Mm. And yet. There was one moment where it became a thing. Yeah. And, and Ken kind of like, but the mask a of, slips a little bit. There's a lot of, I'll fly you out. Yeah. So I'll people, fly you are, out. people are flying. A lot. Aer Lingus should have been on that. No, that been. That's what, spirit? What's it called? Uh, Southwest Airlines. No, blue, 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 jet blue, jet blue, or it's American Spirit, Spirit, Spirit That's Airlines. Spirit, yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't think they're all getting a private jet treatment. No, definitely not. No, I'll fly you in, but um, there yeah, was the guys can. that uh, got the logo, man. Oh, <laughs> the guys. I mean, those guys. That guy in the middle, when he's sitting in the room. Yeah, he has a face. He's like this. Yeah, all the time. He's looking at Ken, wanting yeah. like just. The he's big trying man. to kind of give Ken the stink guy, like he's the big know? man being like, I think he said, uh, yeah. "Why would we? Why golden?" I think he said. Yeah, that might have been him. Yeah, why is the golden auction? Sit down, yeah. Then Ken basically says, "Because I'll give you a million. Yeah, can we say that as, as a boiler? Kind of, but Ken basically goes, "I'll give you money. I'll give you an advance." Big, so one thing, so so advance. we learned a bit about the mechanics of an auction. We learned a few things. We learned a few things. One is that if you have a big enough item. Ken will sometimes give you an advance. Yes. He will say, you let me auction this. I'll, I'm confident I'll get, you know, whatever, 2.5 mil for it. I'll give you a mil now. <laughs> if it doesn't sell for the advance, you owe Ken the advance. Definitely. Think yeah, he's do. not giving you... He's not... He's not guaranteeing it. No. He's saying, don't spend that, you know, I'm giving you the advance, but... Chill out. If you're a savvy customer, you don't go and spend all that at the same time. Don't go and spend it all in one place. Oh, my God. Um... A few things. Obviously, we had uh, Ken's daughter was was in it. Um, oh, and I'm not, no, I'm not no harm. Those three guys. Oh, those three guys. You talking about the, the main guy? <laughs> the main middle. The main man. The main. The man. main man introduced himself. He said. He said. Say his name was John, right? We'll say his name was John. He goes. He goes. Uh, Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm John. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm a filmmaker. Now that's code for pornographer. Come on. That no, means he not, makes. You're not a filmmaker. A in filmmaker Las Vegas. in Las Vegas. What are you doing? Looking as shady as you look. No way. With that suit and that no, grin. No, 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 And the hair slicked back. CSI Las... What are you, director on CSI Las Vegas? Yeah, just Did say what, make you, that show say what you are. Just say, say are. I make dirty videos in Las Vegas. I am one of those. That's what you say. Because he kind of comes in... Or just don't say anything. And given how comfortable he was with characters like Ken Golden, I know mm. he's he's from a certain world. I'm not trying to compare Ken Golden to a pornographer, by the way. But I'm not judging anybody, to be no. honest. No, but that was a very... That was a very Surreal moment that made me laugh when he said out loud, from based in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm a filmmaker. And I'm a filmmaker, a filmmaker. Yeah, I thought, What are you doing? Nature documentaries? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> that I loved that. That was that, great. That was that made me laugh out loud. That was brilliant. Um, unintentionally brilliant. Unintentionally, but a lot of the parts of the show that are good are not good for the reasons that they think they are good. I'll say that. Um, 
there's a lot of it's I don't know it just I did feel it lacked I mean obviously for me Robbie Senior and Ken himself I actually think that Ken you could see why Ken was the boss mm. when Ken's on screen he's getting into kind of like like kind of like witty repartee with his staff and with his daughter and all and he's running rings around them he's killing them he's killing them and it's like you're saying his backroom staff didn't have the kind of personality you were wanting. You, they weren't Robbie Seniors. No, there was Robbie. Se- there was Ken. There was Robbie Senior. There was everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the supporting cast. And that's the way I see it. Wow. It's just I just felt like I wanted somebody. No, it's so hard because they're script. They're, getting, they're being handed yeah, yeah, scripts yeah, yeah. for everything. And a lot of people are not used to the camera. Not used. Now, not everyone's in a soccer night vlog every couple of weeks. Talk about it. Um. So like it's it's just I just felt like I could have done with. Do you know what I felt it it, it lacked? Tell us. I thought it lacked like uh, Ken's the king. Yeah, yeah. and you have queen. you have all these. You're saying what his daughter said all all throughout the whole show. N- was not gonna say that. Ken needed a mistress. Nope, wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's the king. All the golden. They're like the knights going out on quests. You know all that stuff. You have obviously the princess. Saying there was no villain. There was no court jester. Yeah, man. Who? <laughs> Tobinfeld, whatever you call him. I can't remember his name. Tobinfeld, the, the collector. Yeah. But he wasn't, he didn't work for Ken. What I wanted to see was somebody that worked for Ken. That's sort of That kind of ripped the piss out of Ken a little bit. Uh-huh. I said, ah, Ken, would you want to fuck off? Like, you know, <laughs> like, where's the, like, <coughs> where's the sense of. Where's the one man that can tell Ken? Yeah, where is the do? man? You know that, like. The employer who's been there too long. The employee who's been there too the long. Yeah, he's been there too long and kind of getting And kind of like saying, you know, where, like, I want Ken to be like, this is uh, this is Mitch, you know, and Mitch has been with me since the very start. I actually, my Mitch worked with my dad, so Mitch has known me since I was even young. And then Mitch occasionally is like, Kenny boy, you still got a lot to learn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like Ken was like a god. You're saying all the scripting and they couldn't squeeze that in. Squeeze in somebody who's like a bit of like, <laughs> let us... Let us see that Ken is not a god. Show us let the him curtain. be human. Let him be human. Humanize him. Humanize Ken. Hu- hashtag humanize Ken. Meanwhile, you see Ken with Drake. You see Ken with Peyton yeah. Manning. You see Ken with Mike Tyson. You see Ken with Logan Paul. He's just a celeb. He said, He said one of the other revealing things that he said. He said, when you're dealing with... Um, when you're dealing with celebrities like this, you have to be where, where they want you and high net worth individuals. Where they want you, when they want you, whenever they want you. So, like, if Drake calls and says, I want to rip flare boxes, hmm. you have to just drop whatever you're doing. Or, like, there's a funny bit of Peyton Manning where Peyton Manning calls him and says, set the bet between me and Eli Manning and all that stuff. And Ken kind of, like, is like... And the person I was watching it with said, finished Ken's sentence for him before he said, you have to be available all the time, whatever. And said something like, you have to be a bit of a sniveling worm. <laughs> because it's like that thing of, like, it's like selling... Rolexes or selling Lamborghinis or you have to be like oh yes sir oh god yeah yes. you know so it's like you see Ken in like god mode with his staff mm. and then you see him with, with uh, these who is clients mm. and he's like well sir you know if you need that today I'll get it to you today you know you're this. the greatest of all time and <clears throat> what a collection you, know? you have yeah and so it's interesting to see like him in some situations where he's the power dynamic you're interested the pe- in the power I'm dynamic very very interested in the power dynamic mm. do you know what I liked about the show what's that probably the most is that it was very purposely 
I mean, I think there was two things the show was doing. One mm. was like trying to elevate golden auctions and educate people about golden auctions yeah. and why it's the best and that's where you should send your stuff. But also, a lot of it was educational. It was we haven't even talked about that part. Here's how you grade the cards. Yeah. Here's how you value a beanie baby. Here's how you authenticate him. <laughs> Britney Spears' stuff and here's how you photo yeah. match here's how photo matching works we didn't get a satisfactory answer we, on we, that we're, not, we're not sold on photo matching I wasn't sold on photo matching yet. before I saw the documentary and now you're even and now I'm skeptical. even more skeptical but a lot of it was educational education education yeah. so again if it breaks through to some of the masses uh, the likes of people that have a Pokemon card or have a Beanie Baby or have a Macintosh or whatever it really kind of it 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 kind of removed a lot of the stuff we have to deal with when someone's like oh, I actually have a Charizard and it's mangled to bits I know but if they've seen this, I they'll say, know. Have you seen Ken Collectibles on Netflix? It needs to be in good condition. You need to do this. You need to do that. So it was good. And obviously, I love seeing soccer in it. Damien, we didn't even share out Damien. He is a former, former guest, of the show. guest of the show, people. We are fast. We are smooth. We are. We had him. We cast him years before Netflix. Years before Netflix. Arguably, part of the producers found out about Damien on our show. Listen, we're the best in the business. And Ken himself said it. He sees soccer as potentially number one market. And here we are in a hotel room doing the number one soccer podcast. He also said that it was. Uh, the thing about soccer is a lot of international buyers. Hey. And here we are all over the bloody world. We're in Spain, we're Irish, we're everywhere. Globetrotting. And then the big F1 card as well. Those are my two favourite things because they were more closer to home. Yeah. The big Lewis Hamilton again hitting Quebec by, by a young, young kid in a 50. So funny, it was like, the, the, the pack cost me $50. $50, $50 yeah. <laughs> it's like, obviously, in terms of what he got out of it, unbelievable. Massive. But like the thoughts of like... It's not a $2 pack. It's not, yeah, that's it. Like, it's it, not a ninety-nine cent pack of chungo. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ to spend fifty dollars on. Like, I have, I've opened a lot of those packs. Yeah, most of them have nothing in it. Yeah, fifty dollars, you're, you're dying a lot of the times. One of the things that I thought was out of touch. Right, get into it. The triple logo, man. Right, back to the the filmmakers. Yeah. Hey, they they described it as a modern day Willy Wonka. Uh, uh, golden Ken, ticket. Ken Golden said this is the only thing you can compare this to is a modern day Willy Wonka golden ticket. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the only people that were opening it were him and Drake for twenty grand a box. Yeah, so it's not it's it's the opposite. Not, yeah. not even the fifty dollar pack was it was. It's like it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. If Charlie Bucket had owned a smaller, slightly less successful chocolate factory, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then got a golden ticket. <coughs> it was just funny. It was like they were yeah. opening boxes. The box price was twenty grand, flawless at the time. Yeah, that's not obviously like in terms of what you're chasing. It's worth way more, but it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. that. No, I, I. It was a rich boys game. That yeah, one. and obviously breakers. But you know, we. I, I also one of the things that entertained me was how many things were relatable. Yeah. In it, like at one point, uh, Ken is explaining to Logan Paul about how every time you open a box of first edition Pokemon, the other sealed boxes go up in value. Mm. Um. Obviously, up until the point where everything is a hit. Yeah. Um. We had that conversation about the one on one Haaland, Sapphire, Pat Barasha. Yes. Um. Pat, Pat, and then we had uh, what was the other one I was going to say? Um, oh, the auction screen where they're reacting live to the auctions. Oh yeah, that was. I'm like, we had just we just did this to to eBay to eBay or eBay auction. Which, by the way, we have another one happening right yeah. now. Yeah, finishing next Sunday. So I uh, I loved that. And to be honest, like overall, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. fair play to everyone. It was grand. It was good. Almost because it was scripted, it was more like fair play. They all did their job. No, and like. It's in terms of like the people who are actually who work at Golden who are in it. Um, somebody you know one day, your like megalomaniacal boss comes in and says we're doing a Netflix show, <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden you have to like figure out 
what does my hair look like on TV? Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. Like, it's not like... It's not simple. It's not, a, it's not a simple thing. It's not a normal thing. And so, it, like, fair fair play times a million to oh, everyone man. that was in it. For us over here in, in Ireland, it, it's actually really helpful because a lot of people now, I'm like, just watch that. Just go and watch that. Watch that. You'll kind of get the gist of what we do. Yeah. Do you know? So, it's like, you know the boxes? We have SuckersNight.com. <clears throat> That's this. And we have a podcast about now I got the football tell, card version of this. I got to tell my mother. She was watching it on, on, on Netflix. Yeah. And she was like, Enzo, is this like what you do? Yeah. And I said, do you see this? And I paused, she paused it. I said, that guy there. Yeah. I was like, these people are the people that wrongly listed our Mukoku 101 that we had to get pulled out. They listed it to her. She was like, that was them. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. She goes, no way. Yeah. So it's brilliant. Yeah. A bit of peek behind the curtain. A peek behind the curtain. And also... um. Part of it was like it's a small world. Yeah, like the collectibles industry is quite small. You go to the national, you mean the people? Like, everyone in that show is walking around. Yeah, we met them pretty much all. Yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. Like, and it's also it, it. This opens up the door to soccer, United you know, Netflix, Netflix show. special. Yeah, would it be scripted? What were and then I was thinking, what would that look like? Just you know, we could just kind of. Because we're it's late here in San Sebastian. Mm, mm, mm. Let's finish off the show. You know, if we're so bloody smart, if we're so great, if we're such TV whizzes, what does a Soccer United Netflix show look like? It looks unbelievable. What you know? What you wouldn't be getting six out of ten. Let me tell you. No, <laughs> no. Are we scripting it? Are we? What are we doing? Oh, how would we do it? Yeah. Um... By the way, I had a unbelievably good idea for the next time we're at a big card show for content, some video content. That's brilliant. And it's... Did you write it down? Yes, it's all written down. But I can't even... It's so good, I can't even say it on the show. Okay. Because somebody else will do it in the meantime. Don't. We won't let them. But what would a Netflix... I think you could take all of our, like... We could do, like, a... You know the way people do, like... I'm doing seven marathons in seven days. Yeah, yeah. We could do, like... I'm doing six card shows in 12 weeks. (laughs) I hope not. You know, something like that, maybe. We could do a Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. a self-made Netflix series that doesn't appear on Netflix. Right. But we could try and sell it. We could make it yeah, yeah, at our own expense and try and sell it to Netflix. Yeah, of course. I, th- I think a Netflix series, it's not scripted. I think some of it is in terms of, you know, like the kind of video style thing where you're sitting and you're narrating what was what happening. That was in the, the gold. Talking Oscar. heads. Talking heads, yeah. right? We, we could do that for sure. Yeah. The rest of it, I think, is a slugfest of editing because I just want someone to follow us around. So I think yeah. the natural mojo is unbelievable. Right. Just like the podcast. It's not scripted. We, we turn yeah. it on and it's golden. Yeah. Golden. So I think that... The golden touch. It would just be a case of a lot of hours of someone following mm. the two of us interacting with, our, with each other, with others. We'd have to get like... And then they'd put, put together the best bits and then we'd have some talking heads where we kind of get to have a bit more potency. And I, I could be sitting there like this and I go, I go... I couldn't believe that Enzo did that. I mean, I, you have to always speak in the present tense when you're talking head. I can't believe that Enzo's done that. Oh. I mean, I asked for a, a hot dog with mustard. He brings back a hot dog with ketchup. How are we going to keep working together after this? And it comes to me, it's like, to be honest, I purposely fucked up his order. He did a bad trade at a table. Yeah. That's the only way I can get back at him. If, if, if he, it's like, I'm conditioning him. <laughs> if he if he could do a bad trade and get mustard on his hot dog, he's never going to learn. He'll never learn. This guy never learned. Um, well, I was also going to say, if we were having a camera crew follow us around... It would be like when they have a young child in a film and they have to get twins because the, the child is going to get tired and can't spend that long in a film set. We would have to have cameras. 
two camera operators uh, to switch them more. out because they'd be demoralized. Demoralized. After. Because uh, finding the good content we need on the haystack stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, but tiny needle in a huge haystack. You're talking like tiny. hours per minute. And you're talking you have small hands going in trying to find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not good. So, I mean, all credit to uh, the team at Golden. It was a good show. I, I seen a lot of people were very critical of it. A lot of people. Is that were, right? What was the, too serious? I didn't see the community reaction. What the was Twitter reaction, reaction was just like, "It's all scripted." The, someone said the comps are not up to date, and it's like that's not. Nobody doesn't matter. Well, I mean, yeah, but like if you watch like uh, if you watch uh, anything, Homes Under the Hammer. Homes Under the Hammer. It'll say price is correct as of January 2013 or whatever. Yeah, it's not like just, I, I think some people took it too serious, but I think that's partially because the hobby is so close to home for a lot of people. Yeah. And they kind of don't want someone watching that and going, is that what you do? Yeah. Because that's actually like, it's the hobby, but it's like a different part. You're of representing, when you when you yeah. do a Netflix show, you represent, you have, you're an ambassador for the hobby. An ambassador, like when we hop on this podcast, we are ambassadors for the hobby, for the soccer side of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I do, like the people are kind of like maybe very, Precious of the hobby, you know, yeah. they wanted this show to be. And, and you're kind of going like, no, don't say that. Like, or, yeah. Or, and other people were just like, Ken's a shady character. He did all this stuff in the past. I I don't know anything about. And they're yeah. like, you know, I sent my card to gold, and they don't tell you it takes months to get your money. Yeah. All this kind of. But it's like, yeah, why yeah. would they? What were you like? What are you? What are you talking? Yeah. About? Well, like I saw a thing. Or, I was like, ultimately, was it a net positive or a net negative for the hobby? And I think net positive. All press is good. And especially press. for us, because like in I don't know how big it'll be in Europe. To be honest, I've I've been looking at Irish Twitter, and no one has talked about it. Yeah. But um, even just like for me, I'm like, now I'm like, watch that. It's fucking three hours. Yeah. And then that's kind of what I do with kind of. I mean, not really, but kind of. So it's helpful for us to ex- explain our job. Yeah, just watch that. I'm not telling you how grading works and all this. Just watch that yeah. and come back. Yeah, yeah. So I like that for it. And it, to be honest, being so deep in the hobby and pretty much knowing most of the people that are in the show, not on a personal level at all. But, but knowing like, of them. Recognizing them. Oh, I've seen her at yeah. the, the National. I spoke to him at the National, this, that, and the other. We've had Damien on the show. Yeah. We've joked about Ken for years. It was just like nice, yeah. It was good, yeah. I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, no, and I enjoyed it. It, it was, was entertaining not, for me, even yeah, if I, there was some of it that I didn't really like. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. That's it. Show business, people. It's show business. It's showbiz, baby. It's Netflix. Yeah, Ba-dum. Ba-dum. I love that Netflix. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. Right, it's dinner time. Dinner time for us here in San Sebastian. It is. 20 to 11, that's dinner Very, time. very, very Spanish of us to be eating Mediterranean dinner, dinner. We're Spanish guys. We're going to try our best to attend the event on time tomorrow. Yes, and we'll be back on Thursday for more podcasting. Oh, Soccer has United. Okay, be safe. Be safe.